This experience is best with headphones. This is a program in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. For more information and additional programs, visit us at openandclear.com. For any questions you would like us to focus on, comments about the show, inquiry about advertising with us, or just want someone to talk to, please visit us there at openandclear.com. You are listening live to ACIM Gather, a gathering for A Course in Miracles students and teachers. For more shows and information, visit ACIMGather.com. I am your lunch hour's host. Reverend Devin Devine, your conscious spirit coach in Cicerone to experiencing firsthand what is God. For more information about me and what I can do for you, visit openandclear.com. That's O P E N A N D C L E A R.com. day may have a different subject and approach. Ultimately, each and every single one of them have the same lesson that God would have you learn. To eventually open up and receive first-hand experience of what is truth, what is love, and what is that which is God. what spirit has in store for us today as we tune in to this spiritual lunch hour broadcasting live from Utah, USA. I'm excited we rented, or are renting, I guess, a, 
a bounce house for Treyu's second birthday. Has a ball pen as well. It's pretty exciting. He's got a lot of cousins that hopefully can make it. That's not until June 14th is his birthday, but it's coming up. Two years. I can't believe it. That's amazing. <laughs> he's alive. <laughs> he's he's still alive. <laughs> so I wanted today, I feel like it's going to be a little casual here with us today. So that's going to that's gonna be fun. Uh, I feel like I haven't been here forever. And I think I was here Monday and here it is Thursday. So. Uh, Tuesday, the power kept going out all morning. I don't know what that was about. Uh, so, in in uh, if I did show up and did make it on Tuesday, then uh, the power indeed would have went out <laughs> during the program. So, glad I decided not to. And I just use it as an excuse because I didn't want to be here. But that's how, you know, the entire universe works. It's all just excuses. That's all it is. It's not real reasons. <laughs> you develop and create a universe around you to give yourself an excuse. And it's not like I'm using that, <laughs> like some teacher of yours that says, now what's your excuse for being laid? You know, it's not like a negative thing. It's just a reason, you know. It's not a... It's not real, but it is a reason, and, and it is, you know, what we see fit to then, in this case, exchange for a situation that we do desire, and we could have easily just created the universe differently as everybody so insists upon, yeah, well, if you're God, then go ahead and change it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it reminds me of a time I was walking through a canyon without too much details, but it, it was heavy, heavy clouds, like dark, heavy clouds. And I was in communion and focused, and, and the rain was only around, around the area. <laughs> I was actually going through a weird circumstance that I, I was walking to the monastery, of David Hofmeister's and uh, undergoing strange, unusual changes of rejection. And we don't care so much about the details as they were just focused on money that I I was working for, not contributing in financially. And uh, <laughs> through my insistence of being there, as I promised, and I'm a man of my word, regardless of their rejection and... <laughs> Anyway, the rain was just staying all around me as I was in that somewhat prayer of asking that I be dry and go in there and 360 degrees around me, uh, probably 100 feet away or so, I could see evidence that it was raining throughout the perimeter, which is pretty cool. And then finally, when I did accept when I did all of a sudden accept that, you know, I f wow, I feel like I'm, I, you know, I just got off the phone with her. I'm maybe 
a half a mile out and she's freaking out this woman that was currently uh, apparently in charge <laughs> who thinks she was there more and longer than I was I guess that has nothing to do with it but uh, uh, I'm like wow I'm, I, get, I think I'm hurting her feelings by continuing to <laughs> through <laughs> you know <laughs> sticking with my word <laughs> Like, oh, it doesn't work like that around here. I'm like, you know, I've been with this group for several years now and off and on. And it doesn't, it didn't make any sense. Anyway, I accepted that uh, perhaps I shouldn't be doing this. And as they sent a car out to pick me up and take me back, <laughs> it's just silly. Uh, it, it started raining instantaneously as it as my journey also changed and funny thing like that you got more power than you think you have and you know it often as what I find the spiritual universe and guidance to really, be mostly about for me at least what I tend to be focused on is somewhat of a creative and innovative way of living or expressing myself and it tends to come out that way as I have been uh, asked about often what type of religion I am a part of and what beliefs I have and <laughs> Uh, when I say there's no good or evil, they're like, well, do you have any moral standards at all? And are you just going to come steal my car, rape my child, and murder my myself and my wife, and steal all my money and credit cards? And you're like, uh, yeah, that sounds good. Are you offering? <laughs> no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm human too, you know. <laughs> and it's a... <laughs> just so I, I have been writing up and been feeling that uh, this guidance has been giving me step-by-step, word-for-word of descriptions of my beliefs and of my moral standards, if any. <laughs> Uh, and uh, kind of a name and title and description of if uh, if this uh, so-called religious practice that I do have has a name, the name would be undefinable and expansive. <laughs> yes, the the name of my religion is is now undefinable and expansive. <laughs> it's. Instead, they like insist. No, it has to have a name. You can't just be all religions. And like, well, it's unexclusive. It's, it's completely inclusive. It's every religion. And like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, well, it, it all makes sense. It all fits into its paradigm, into its place, into its season, into its dimension. And it's all perfect. Uh, and like. <laughs> but they contradict each other. One says this guy is it, and the other says that guy is it. 
and uh, well, it, it takes a very diligent mind to focus enough to actually stretch into such an expansive space that every religion does make sense. And I'm not okay. I am bragging here, but uh, <laughs> it it does take if you really want to know and want to understand the universe uh, it, and how all these religions can seemingly contradict each other and be true at the same time. Uh, it, does, it does take that real diligence to comprehend and uh, to focus. It's really not, you know, not that hard. It's not, <laughs> it's not hard to actually grasp. There are several ways of explaining it so i i'm in the process of of actually writing up articles of essential belief systems in which i do hold and i i do say we but uh, I, there's many selves in me right now <laughs> it's, it's my last to simply answer people's questions as they they uh, ask me things like that and uh, you know i i wrote up some other questions. I, I feel like I'm going to spend some time here with you today reading some of these things. Uh, I have uh, not actually edited and uh, really made sure everything made sense on all of these yet. They are undergoing and in process of, but it's currently at 20 principles or articles that define what would be said as a the statutes of a religious practice and uh it's it's funny because i do hold and carry and, and drag around with me a a religious emblem i have for three years now uh which lynn you've seen uh this verge of everything the staff of whatever it is a stick and uh, it is a religious emblem, and as I get asked often, and this is a lot of reason why I get asked, uh, <laughs> what religion are you? It's because they ask about the stick, and I say, it's a religious emblem I take with me everywhere I go. And they ask, well, what religion is it? And I say, well, it's undefined. <laughs> it's, it's, it's completely inclusive of all religious practices, and... It's, <laughs> it's it's hard to explain because it's completely unexplainable. So I, I now can just give them my card and all the answers are on that website. <laughs> uh, which I have a lot of short answers to some questions. Uh, yeah, it, it has, you know, it was, yes, I, I do say things like that i find whatever is coming out of my mouth seems to be as unique as the person uh, i say well it often resembles god walks with me everywhere i go and it's that's i like that that's my favorite one because uh, uh, you know it's a walking stick right <laughs> god walks with me <laughs> and uh yeah it was given to me step by step uh, detail by detail nothing too fancy well it, it is pretty fancy uh, it is pretty, uh, it is pretty, it is, it's an, It's technically gold, and, you know, a friend of mine studied the Book of Enoch, and that's not to be confused with any Book of Enoch in any 
ancient sacred text. This was a channeling book of Enoch. And it does say that somewhere in there, I don't have the exact quote, uh, but it does say that youth at this time of... Uh, something about the time of the coming of the end of the world or the last days or whatever, that there will be... The youth will be carrying around golden staffs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, interesting. Look at that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I'm youth anymore, but uh, compared to him, I guess I could be. <laughs> he, he thought it uh, said something there about me, and I was like, oh, that's cool, yeah. It, not all the youth, but there be some youngsters or something. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe my son's gonna start walking around with it. Uh, <laughs> it's a little heavy. There's this thing called the weight of death, and uh, it, if you ever get a chance to meet it or meet me <laughs> with it, uh, you'll find that it is a, somewhat of a heavy little item, good 20 pounds or so. 10, 20 pounds, I really don't know. I should probably find out. I think it was 12, no, before I, yeah, it's changed, so I don't know. <laughs> I gotta measure it again, or weigh it again. And, you know, it's not enough to use a real body scale, but that's me, you know, and I'm weird like that. And I just found a pen uh, yesterday of a, a, a wizard staff pen. I don't know if it's Harry Potterish or something, but it's kind of cool. I think I'm gonna <laughs> kind of make it resemble that little there religious item I carry around. But you know, it, it gets into it's all about the practicality of life. That's yeah, of course, miracles and all this yummy, yummy, good stuff teaching about the divine experience and revelation. That it offers, that it's actually a practice, a very specific practice to induce and bring about specific spiritual realizations and experiences. That is as unique to you as anybody. And uh, it is definitely something that we join on practice, not so much theology and theories and philosophy. Even though that's something good and easy to talk about, as we often talk about here and in these groups and everything. But, uh, so, as far as the practicality, okay, you came back to life, now what? Well, you never really left, now what? And are you going to dedicate yourself, And as I did, I mean, a lot of people do, a lot of people do join seek out monasteries and and people and spiritual practices and traveling and and all this good stuff where i i took it about me to to seek out and to start traveling and being de determined and it was definitely an obedience to this guidance it was that uh, i i was really feeling this intensity of intuition and and guidance sometimes verbally sometimes just sensually Ooh, that sounds nice uh, just some sort of sensations of some sort uh, visual images which i highly recommend yourself and that's a lot about what a course of miracles is 
opening up for you to experience direct revelation and experience the practicality of what the spiritual universe offers you and really is is here as your attempts to train your mind uh, as you did train your mind into a crazy little mad idea of separation pain and suffering as your life is uh, now uh, as this is a mandatory really thing to eventually train ourselves our minds and to remember ultimately the realization the truth and the actuality of who we are and that's what that spiritual universe or holy spirit is guiding us to and it's naturally a bridge as you start following that flow start accepting its its teachings or start accepting what you understand about it you know, it's not so much like most religions where you had one specific experience or one uh, burning in your bosom or, or one, you know, you asked if this church was true and now you blindly follow everything else it says. It's not like that, uh, even though a lot of people do use it that way habitually, really, because we've been kind of trained in this mindset to just listen to its commandments and and follow its ways which seems easy you know it's easy to uh, focus on you know the mundane craziness of your life and just uh, have some red flags pop up oh do not do this oh okay don't do that do not do this oh okay don't do that yeah my my chosen sensation of feeling that this church is true tells me not to do this, so I'm just going to have some flags come up when I want to do it, or when I think about doing it. I'll bling, hello, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And that's nice, you know, that nice is nice and easy. Uh, a Course in Miracles takes a little more determination than that. It takes some, you know, in comparison to that a lot more willingness to actually desire for yourself to actually want some sort of revelation want some sort of experience want some sort of recognition of the truth of who you are who god is what the spiritual universe is anything and uh, you actually have to want to be somewhat of a miracle worker as far as my eyes have seen it not just you know wanting something to tell you what to do and not to do which in its own right has its place has its time and its season <laughs> and that's perfectly noble nothing wrong with that whatsoever uh, i just suggest that if you read a course of miracles and think somehow it's telling you you know, don't do special relationships. You are a bad person if you do special relationships. Then you're misunderstanding what it's saying. <laughs> and when it's telling you, you know, there's no such thing as guilt. Just let it be the past and let it go. And, and then you're sitting there saying, Oh, I can't believe I did that. Uh, of course, in miracles tells me that I shouldn't be feeling guilty, and here I am feeling guilty. <laughs> no, it's not—it's not condemning you in any sort of the, in any sort of the way. No, no, not in any way at all. Uh, it's not telling you that anything like that. <laughs> it's not saying you know you've screwed it up. 
you've sinned. It's not telling you sins are bad. It's not, it's, you know, it does in a way say, you know, things like, yeah, refrain from routines for they are not helpful. <laughs> oh, no, I got a routine, you know, I got scheduled timings here when I come talk on this program and... You know, the thing about that is, like, you know, don't feel guilty. You can't really feel guilty in truth. The idea really has nothing to do with planning because you can't actually plan. I know, like, it's a little a little stretching out there. It's like, it's not about the routine because you can't actually have routines. I know, I know, it gets a little tricky. Uh, but <laughs> when the mind tries to read A Course in Miracles, it does see, just like any other book, it says do's and don'ts. <laughs> Not quite as direct as some other books, but uh, it sure is interpreted in that fashion. You know, as if, you know, <laughs> there is a right and a wrong when it tells you very precisely that those are only interpretations of your mind. And yet, the mind gets all enveloped in it, you know, insisting that, ooh, this seems like a very intellectual book. I can, I can better myself and be smarter among my peers if I study such a book like this. And then I can use it against them in arguments and, and I can say, hey, no, well, it's not real. So you're just stressing about everything. And you're just, you're just being a, you know, whatever you're doing, I don't know. Yeah, it's not real. Who are you talking to, man? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Yourself. Yourself. So, I don't know if officially those points got across or not. And, you know, I really don't care. I really don't care. This isn't something... As much as I'm reaching out, as much as I'm offering what I understand and the truth to those who are seeking, those who are wanting to know more, those who are desiring to find, and, and those who actually want help in inducing spiritual experiences, you know, that's what I'm here for. But like as the actual reality, you know, <laughs> needs you? I don't think so. No, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to go out and, and preach about this because those with the eyes to see are already looking. Those with the ears to hear are already hearing little symbols and already hearing little, little directions in their mind, you know, to that truth. You know, you're designed to be a specific thing, and if that is to be blind, then so be it by the direction of your divine <laughs> it all has a time and all has a season and even as many prophecies do say that eventually everyone everyone will know the truth and it will not be debatable it will not be like oh yes these guys were right and these guys are wrong it will all be clear in everyone's mind we don't, we, it's not going to get clearer because we reach out and tell everybody about a certain person. It's not about that at all. It's that it's inevitable and you can kind of see and determine who really knows the truth by that sheer fact. 
and it's okay. I mean, when you kind of get a glimmer of the truth, you're like, oh, I got to share this with everybody. I got to open eyes and make sure everybody sees, and which I, I too would say that it's enjoyable. I love opening eyes, but they close very abruptly. <laughs> and that's okay too. I love getting people to think about things and, and question their reality. And that's just in helping people and inducing out-of-body experiences. That completely changes people's perspective. And get helping people into vision quests, for an example, just to expand their understanding of reality, and no matter where it is. You know, it, it, it goes up a couple notches, doesn't matter. And nobody comes back the same. Nobody comes back the same. And that's essentially what life is all about. And what we're doing here is that it's just simply a, a sensation of expansion. And I say sensation because you expanding into your truth isn't really expansion at all. Because that truth is really the wholeness of who you are. But you can sure divide it up. You can divide that up and have a journey of experience leading into experience leading into experience expanding into experiences expanding further into more experiences expanding further into more experiences until you expand so much you know you recognize that everything you experienced everything you were expanding into is the same place you left You just started putting on different glasses, you know. Oh, I see it in a different way today. Oh, these rose-colored glasses are nice ones. These simply look at life and see it as, you know, this uh, fluffy, cute little cartoon of pink love, I guess. And that's nice. It's wonderful. And just like, you know, those red glasses, you know, that often people get very rageful and fearful. You know, it's just another perspective of, of simply another condition of existence. It's not actually different. It's just another way of looking at the same singularity of reality. It's not actually bringing about an experience that isn't already yours, that isn't already there. For in this understanding, and as we can divide it up in understandings of dimensions, the reality of who you are has everything it ever needed it has everything it's ever wanted and it's simply by this decision to firsthand experience it for itself does it go on this seeming journey within itself almost as if you know if you want to understand the body you have you're now the universe and here you are as something walking through your intestines going through different journeys and you're gonna you're walking up it climbing upstream i guess i don't know <laughs> i don't know and you reach this you know the duodenum and you go into the stomach and it's a whole different experience there at least you're ascending right <laughs> but to understand that that of course it's not anything like that and that reality <laughs> Is just an expansive extension of the truth of yourself. And while you just put different eyes on, put different glasses on, you look at that same one reality as a wholly different experience, as 
you have these physical eyes, most likely, and you have these physical ears, most likely, and you're paying attention and experiencing and comprehending with an independent personality of yours. These are quite literally the evidence of a new dimension, a new angle, a new perception on that same one existence of reality. And this is often referred to as the knowledge of good and evil. It is the experience of duality, as if it's not all one thing. Instead, it has the ability to determine if one thing is separate from another, and if, if, if one thing is better or more helpful than another. And in, in that case, it has to understand what it needs in life and what's good for it in life and what could kill it. And what is it that dies and has all these endless variations of what you understand as your physical universe to support this idea of separation? Now, it's a temporary experience, and you really don't have to be concerned about it ending or coming abruptly. Uh, even as you might have a physical death all of a sudden by an accident of some sort. It's your mind that is choosing to see it, and it is your mind, this consciousness, that remains to be present and aware even after this death experience. And if it is choosing so insistently to see bodies, to be living further, it will experience bodies further. And if it is trusting that there's endless spiritual universe opportunities and beings that have passed and gone and dead, then you will too have that experience of the spiritual universe, which is so glorious and beautiful. But in regardless of whatever happens, it remains to be that consciousness that is undergoing this training. And of course, miracles offers to you a training and, you know, a little more determination than simply just doing its lessons. A training to actually determine the reality that you want. To actually experience a reality beyond definition. Now, if your mind's obsessed with whatever it might see, if it might be bodies, then you will have this journey, this inevitable required course undergoing in your mind of lifetimes of bodies, reincarnation over and over and over again. And, you know, you might come to a point where you died and you say, wait, I don't, am I dead? Am I not a body anymore? And you might think about how nice it was to have family physical presence. And you might actually have somewhat of a fear of what are you without a body? Either way, you with your habitual patterns of believing in that physical world continue and you reincarnate again. 
and then eventually maybe doing kind of the same decisions over and over again, you might all of a sudden forget that you died this one time. You might actually not be concerned with how the world all of a sudden is different. You might not be concerned with how the spiritual universe is now manifesting to you very abrupt changes and quick movements. And it's not so much scary this time. So it's almost as if you finally reached a training that you don't need to the support of a long gestation period anymore of this physical universe. And you, you now are letting yourself be a little freer, embracing the fact that, you know, the reality of who you are is in the spiritual universe represented that changes repeatedly, continuously, like in your sleeping dreams. Once you think of a monster, you think of something scary, you think of something hard, all of a sudden you want to wake up again, and I mean die again, into a physical body so that you can slow down the gestation period. You know, you have time. When you see a monster coming, you can run. You have time. Instead of instantaneous manifestations, now you have time that allows you to choose again. And often you use fear to determine what choices you want to make, so you repeat it. You repeat it again. This is only speaking. Uh, I say sheepishly, of the truth of what I'm referring to. That your life and the entirety of all your experiences, spiritual, physical, is all a dream. It's all in your mind. But you have made it in a place in which you feel comfortable. And right now, as you see a physical world, it is this comfort you experience putting off that fear so you don't have to be quickly and abruptly dealt with it. You know, you can make it happen one thing at a time instead of all at once, everything you have ever been afraid of. Something you made of the spiritual universe. You developed an idea of something to be afraid of. It's not true. There is nothing that someone that knows its power and quite literally its ability to determine what is manifesting. Fear is needless when you can simply wave, say, a hand and completely change the whole visual landscape completely, entirely. One that knows that power has no reason to be afraid of a monster or a debt collector. And the physical world, as you're in this gestation period of manifesting, in which the world really is an identification of, 
is simply because you still have some fear, not necessarily of death, but what happens on the other side of death. Some have nightmares such as these, and your spiritual universe will manifest in the same fashion as your dreams quickly, instantaneously, if you think you are afraid and not powerful, you will experience something as the evidence of your fear, giving you a reason, a justification, an excuse to be afraid. That's how you want it. It's happening because the real person, the real being that you are is unlimited power. And while you sit here and blindly create universes, <laughs> you sheepishly experience your own decisions, your own monsters, and recognize not yourself in them. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I choose today. I choose to be aware of myself today. And I feel like because I did bring that up, you know, my moral standards that I was writing and, <laughs> and beliefs, I feel like I have to at least get into that a little bit today, don't I? So we got talking about a little bit about how reality works and how the understanding of the truth works. It's a beautiful experience. And I appreciate your being here with me. So I have a list here that kind of flew out of me yesterday of these short descriptions of moral standards, which I don't owe to anybody. It's more... Unless uh, I feel like many people would uh, agree to these things. And, uh, it says this. We each have personally found it beneficial within our experience too. And then it leads into the list. Have open arms accepting of all life situations. Either that challenging or pleasurable. <laughs> To be trusting in the universe and its creator, all its inhibitions and situations. That's, I don't know if that's the way it It feels, it, it finds itself. So notice, yes, I need some editing done here. <laughs> Give others reasons to find ourselves trustworthy and refrain from seeming otherwise. Seek new opportunities of creative and innovative forms of expression and living. Have eyes to find enjoyment and pleasure in all activities. Believe in ourselves with full confidence in who designed us to succeed. Face each day with a sense of bravery and a sense of chase to the growth it offers. 
have a heart of compassion, tenderness, and a sense of servitude to those seen lacking. Have the patience to show mercy and tolerance to those cross, fail, or make mistake at ours or others' expense. Be true in action and in speech of what we feel, believe, and is our honest or that is our honest self. Be loyal and commit uh, loyal to our commitments, following through and fulfilling our agreed contracts. Be free of thoughts justifying judgment and exclusion of others, unique design and freedom of its expression. Have an honest respect, courteousness, and cordial attitude to all religions, races, and differences of any kind. Have the understanding that there is a time and place for every activity, lifestyle, and language, and the refraining of. Have focus on this moment. Living without regret, guilt, or fear of what is forever past and what is anticipated yet never comes. Be allowing of ourselves and others to be exactly as we have been designed to be, grow, and think. Apply forgiveness to all situations and people, regardless if they were deemed as positive or negative influence or intention. A represent, be a representation of our current understanding and justifications of love's presence, which naturally seeks out ways to be most helpful. Have the motivation to seek transcendence of past ways and healing into new ones. Be willing to follow our internal guidance, intuition, and bliss in, and being obtained oh, and being obedient to it. Have the strength and willingness to challenge ourselves to be greater as we personally desire to be. Live with full sense of liberation from restraint, denials, and a need for personal freedom. These are some, I would say, natural standards in which I have, in which I naturally believe in, and it's just something that has come through me as I would say that these these are things I believe I guess well the beliefs are down lower this and then there's some of these we do not condone nor con nor is it in our place to condemn the use of actions leading to anyone's death the use of actions of ingesting whatever one chooses the use of actions leaving others needless or needing and wanting the use of words of any language or intensity or ill intent the use of thought concluding to someone's judgments or unworthiness 
judgment or worthiness. The use of actions of forcing agreements or one does not willingly agree with. The use of actions leading to the breaking of contracts and commitments without all parties' agreement. I don't know if it's because I'm a man of my word or a man of my integrity, but in, in no way are these set in the stone. But I'm simply establishing that, uh, I know I had brought up my stick, but that uh, it is an actual religious practice. And I looked up some laws about what constitutes a religious practice, and it has to have, there's three things that they look for to constitute an actual religious practice and not just some joint philosophy or something and it it has to have distinct answers to to great questions or existential topics um, it has to have a recognizable symbol in which people could say you know oh that is this religion or that or whatever and um, boom, 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 boom. What's the other one? I don't remember. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter so much. Maybe I have it down here. Guidelines to religious common focus. Ah, yes, it must ad address fundamental and ultimate questions. Uh, comprehensive in nature and consists of a belief system as opposed to a isolated teaching it often can be recognized by a formal sign or symbol so I started writing up and just to give you a, an idea of how abstract it is with these things and that it's not really exclusive in any kind of way that uh, you're you too are within the definition and whatever it is you believe is in the definition of the realm of these this religious practice regardless of what you insist that it might be <laughs> it's more like every religion uh, has some sort of recognition of within these dimensional per parameters in, in any dimension and it's only those religions that say how other religions are wrong or other belief systems are wrong or this is wrong about them. Anybody saying anything is wrong is just kind of a, a mistake. It's just kind of a mistaken thought. doesn't make any sense. Everybody's right. <laughs> we just some talk about deeper, further away ideas than, than some others. They talk about fluffy images and you know beautiful people instead of you know deep 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 let's say with lack of better words deep <laughs> thoughts and uh, dimensions that are just far exceeding any mental concept or grasp so you can get an idea here so these religious statutes are in place in consideration of the residual archaic mindset that is evidence of the belief that it is important to define something to constitute its status and validity. While these are only short, 
basic understandings of the parameters or yeah, parameters of this religious practice. In no way is the actual practice confined to its vast limits. We recognize the actuality of what is often referred to as God, the undefinable, unnameable source of all the beginning, all throughout, and all the end of all the universes, parallel universes, and possible timelines of each universe. In this, in this eternal consciousness, eternal consciousness's totality, it hosts each and all the various <laughs> variations of the spiritual, physical, and mental realms and everything within and throughout them within the realm of thoughts. <laughs> this source continues to be the all-encompassing within and all throughout all perspectives, perceptions, and possible options and endless variations by its first-hand experience of its own self sourced all these realities for its own self as it the sun as it said. <laughs> is, that, is that is that pretty extreme huh? we recognize the actuality of what is often referred to as the son of god as an aspect of the source's consciousness as the experiencer perceiver and believer of all that which is sourced it is the chooser, the decider, and essentially the original manifestation of a self of the core essence of this source, which is extended within everyone and everything throughout all experiences. All it is united, one with the source, it is unique in the function of experiencing sources extension extended dimensions of worlds universes and perspectives firsthand for the knowledge of itself the perceptual percentage of the consciousness is commonly referred to as mind We recognize the assistance of what is often referred to as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spiritual Universe, a gift of all existence for all experience, a natural holographic movement, and emanation representing continuous, continually guiding with all the symbols of manifestation to the inevitable realization of the totality of its source. It naturally perceives through the consciousness of the sun's decision to think in correlation with its reality. It is not lost in awareness, or it is not lost in awareness by what one does, but how one thinks and believes about what they have done. We experience the actuality of what is commonly referred to as love is between the initial expression 
and experience of all existence. Quite literally, the essence of the relationship between all existence, Father, Source, Alpha and Omega, and the experience of itself, the Son, Sourced and Chooser. While as its self, Son, it is the decider, chooser, and experiencer of the eternal endless gifts it offers. It is best described as, because of this love, the existence of the endless eternal nature of the infinite options to continually offer itself up to the perceiver of its existence in forms of reflecting that self, what that self thinks and believes within its characteristics as the, a consciousness. Each dimensional experience is only classified as such, determined by a threshold period of which the experiencer son has determined is true about itself and has been reflected by the nature of this relationship re representing an evolution of the image of itself. Each and every dimension is a representation of this original expression of love and the continual dance of the gift of the giving and receiving thereof. <laughs> Oh, hello, hello. Yes, thank you. So those were a few samples of the <laughs> kind of very detailed in-depth uh, statutes I was establishing as it was coming into my understanding and my perception of what I believe. So thank you. For participating and being here. If you want to read more, it's at openandclear.com. Thank you, God. Thank you for being here. And thank you for teaching us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I gotta go help with that baby. You have been tuning in to this spiritual lunch hour with me, your host. Reverend Devin Divine. If you'd like more information about me and what I can do for you, please visit openandclear.com. That's O-P-E-N-A-N-D-C-L-E-A-R.com. Stay tuned to ACIM Gather for additional teachers, students, and those who love A Course in Miracles.